Welcome to our open house. Instead of examining hardwood floors, closet space, and kitchen layouts, we're taking you on a tour of what's happening across today's mortgage industry. During each episode, we'll hear from industry leaders and subject matter experts to give us an inside look into a hot topic, cutting edge technology, or new trend that can help accelerate your digital journey. Thank you for joining us. Come on in. Hello, and welcome to ICE Mortgage Technology Open House Podcast. My name is Ryan Murray. I'm a product marketing manager here at ICE Mortgage Technology. Joining me today is Rebecca Frisbee, who's a director on the product management team at ICE Mortgage Technology, leading efforts around our organization's initiative with Encompass eClose. Today, we're going to talk about e-notes that are now available in the recent Encompass major release. Thanks for joining me today, Rebecca. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. We've continued to deliver eClose capability in Encompass, and I'm excited to say that with the recent major release, eNotes with eVault has been introduced. Uh, I'd like to first talk about what an eNote is and what supporting technology is needed for closing with eNotes. Uh, Rebecca, what are the key differences between an e-note and a paper note? Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. I'm excited about the release as well. Finally delivering this technology has been a huge effort and is complementary to what we've already delivered. So in answer to your question, an e-note, it, it isn't a like a document in the traditional sense. It's really all about the underlying data. The data is gathered in what is known as a MISMO SmartDoc XML format. Now, it does have a PDF visual rendering of that data in which the borrower can view, read, and understand the terms of what they are signing. But really, it's all about the data. Also, with an e-note, you have to have an e-vault in which to store that note so that it remains electronic. Once an e-note has been signed, it is sealed and stored in that e-vault. So you can see you can't really have an e-note without having an e-vault in which to store it. One of the things, uh, you know, we've seen as some of our um, hybrid e-close lenders are going through the adoption process is that, you know, occasionally a a settlement agent may paper out in the closing process uh, a hybrid closing. Are, Are you able to paper out an e-note yeah, that situation, we, we see that more often than we would like to is, you know, settlement agents, they, they're they just trying to get their job done. They're trying to get that loan closed and they say, oh, well, this isn't, you know, the technology's not working. Let's just paper out. And the answer is absolutely not. While, you know, an e-note is based upon the standard Fannie Freddie promissory notes, it is a modified version that has language in it that is specific to the method in which it's going to be executed. The e-note even has its own Fannie form ID. So it it really is, you can't really paper it out and ink sign an e-note. Now, there is a little bit of a caveat to this, and I, I, I suspect that that's where a lot of the confusion is, is an e-note, once it has been executed, can be papered out and remain enforceable. This can happen, say, when an investor doesn't accept e-notes but wishes to purchase a loan where an e-note was used. They can print out a paper version and it still is it is a enforceable and intact contractually. But I think the important part here is you can't paper out an ink sign. 
if you are going down that path, you really need to redraw and use a regular paper note. What about notarization? Does an e-note need to be notarized? That is a common misconception and a question that I, I get asked frequently. And the answer is no. The promissory note does not, nor has it ever required notarization. It is the security instrument and you know some other situation-specific documents that require execution in the presence of a notary. It makes sense once you think about it. The note obligates the borrower to the loan and the security instrument secures the lien on the property itself. So that's really the distinction between the two. Yeah, great uh, overview and explanation of e-notes. Kind of moving along here to Encompass, what does having e-note support mean now for lenders in Encompass? Yeah, for ICE Mortgage Technology, it's an exciting next step in, in our journey to supporting a full electronic closing. Earlier this year, we, we released our, our hybrid e-close. And when we did that, we were had already begun work on building out our e-note support. This includes the generation of e-notes um, and being able able to execute those and incorporating our very own e-vault. Our goal with Encompass eClose um, since the beginning has been to reduce the friction of the closing process, specifically finding ways to make the tasks that need to be completed to close a loan easier for all involved. And the introduction of eNotes just continues on that theme. We've baked the entire eNote selection into the existing closing process and introduced a seamless integration with our eVault along with auto registration with MERS, all without the lender having to leave Encompass. Our lenders don't have to change their workflow significantly to support eNotes. There's no added process or the need to access another application or portal. It really is baked into the existing workflow in Encompass. There's been an explosion of interest in eNotes recently. What should lenders be thinking about you know, as they begin to consider adopting e-notes into their workflow. I know. Yeah, there, there's been a considerable interest <laughs> in, in, in e-notes. And honestly, I'm not, I'm not really surprised that there's been such a, a fervent interest in e-notes. You know, lenders really are going to get a huge lift in time and cost savings um, by adopting them. You know, there's shorter cycle times, there's shorter times uh, that are needed to, to sell loans on an e-note because, you know, all the transferring and et cetera can happen electronically. To that end, we, you know, when we we start when a lender is starting to think about adopting e-notes you know we have uh, partnered with our, our our teammates at MERS to put together some some great resources um, that we have available on our resource center that will help lenders prepare a, a checklist of sorts and and things they need to think about and some homework they need to do ahead of that adoption um, and what they need to do to get set up. Really, the the first thing they to think about um, and this is by no means a comprehensive list is to think about who they're selling their loans to. You know what entities do they sell to? Um, and where are those entities in their acceptance of e-notes? So really kind of understanding the, the uh, kind of playing field, if you will, um, in regards to where, where their counterparties are at with their acceptance of e-notes. That's a great first step. You mentioned MERS. I'm 
curious as to how MERS and the MERS e-registry comes into play. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, that's a, a another area. You know, the MERS team has done a great job of trying to educate, but that it does tend to be an area of uh, misunderstanding around e-notes. So to level set, the MERS e-registry is the industry repository for the ownership of all e-notes. So they don't actually store the note. What they do are they, they are the system of record for the ownership of e-notes. So just to kind of back up just a little bit. Once an e-note has been electronically signed, a tamper evidence seal is applied and the e-note is, is saved into an e-vault. And that ownership is then registered on the MERS e-registry. So who are the rights holders? Who's doing the servicing, et cetera? That is, is all the information that's stored in the MERS e-registry. And what happens is over time, the e-registry becomes the one place where not only is the current ownership information stored, but you can get a historical over who has owned that note. It's kind of a, a, a historical trail of what has happened to the note over the loan's lifetime. Um, so once, you know, once a loan is sold, part of the process to transfer or to provide the new owner the note um, is uh, the transfer of ownership um, and the delivery of the e-note to the new owner's e-vault. So it's kind of a two-step process. One is delivering the e-note and then the other is, is transferring ownership. So I guess to take a step back, when I asked what it means for lenders to have e-notes available in Encompass, uh, are they able to manage the registration and the changes that need to happen to that note in the e-registry? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, once uh, a the borrower executes that e-note, we've developed a visual within the Encompass e-folder of that note and all the information that's stored on the MERS e-registry within our vault we display that with an encompass. So the lender has a real-time view of exactly where their note is, if they have the authoritative copy. When it comes time to actually sell that loan, they can execute that e-delivery and transfer that I mentioned just a moment ago. They can handle all of that with an encompass. Again, kind of keeping the individual stakeholders in the system in which they're comfortable. So for the lender, that would be encompass. And so they can execute that e-delivery and transfer right from within the e-folder. So for the listeners out there that are looking to start their journey into e-close, where should they begin? Lenders can really start with their traditional ink sign closing. So, you know, in Encompass e-close really keeps the closer in the same workflow, regardless of the type of close. You know, it's, it's pretty much needs to be accepted that a lender needs to support not only e-close, but they're going to need to support traditional full ink sign closings at the same time, because not all loans can be electronically signed. And with Encompass e-close, there are efficiencies that can be gained on any type of close. You know, we have automated post-closing quality control, you know, section E fee re reconciliation, e-recording, et cetera. All of this is available via our tight integration with Simplifile. And by starting off with what lenders know and what closers know, they can easily transition into the other variations 
happens to be closing. You know, once they've got their ink packages, you know, or their traditional closings through Encompass eClose, the natural next step is to adopt hybrid. Hybrid kind of in its basic form is where all of the ancillary documents are signed electronically and the note and any notarized documents are still ink signed. Once those, you know, once the the staff or the lender has transitioned into a hybrid e-close, you know, adding things on to it like e-note and eventually electronic notarization is a lot easier because of all of the, you know, kind of workflows have been adjusted into the new process. Got it. So beyond taking that first step, what advice would you give lenders if they're looking to expand adoption of e-close capability? Yeah, this is this is an area that lenders, a lot of lenders seem to struggle with the adoption. I would say it's really, really important uh, that this, you know, kind of rolling out e-close functionality be, be treated as a formal project and following all those project management kind of best practices. But I think the first step in that is to fully understand the closing process as it is today within each individual organization. You know, how do you interact with your settlement agent partners? Have they adopted e-close? What is their success been? Are they open to it? Are they hesitant to it? You know, it, it really is important to crawl before you walk and understand what you're dealing with before you go in and try to adopt the technology. You know, I've talked to lenders, many lenders about e-close and, you know, some start right away with hybrid, um, uh, others had adopted only e-notes and had success. It, it really highlights the fact, you know, or highlights the importance, I should say, in understanding your own processes and where electronic closing efficiencies can benefit each individual organization. Also, it's important to know that adopting e-closing is as much process change as it is technology adoption. In many cases, process change is bigger. You know, everyone in, you know, kind of it's human nature uh, to want their jobs to be easier, not harder. So it's imperative that, you know, you're really clear internally on what your intentions are and the benefits that will help staff accept the transition. And if you're lucky, advocate for it. I've heard, and this is kind of surprised me at first uh, from several lenders that they have found that LOs and their acceptance of uh, adopting e-close are really the key to their success with rolling it out internally. And, you know, if you take a step back and think about it, it makes a lot of sense because, you know, the LO can really set the expectation with the consumer early in the transaction, which alleviates any surprises or fear about how it's, you know, the closing is going to play out when it comes to that time. As we think about the industry, what are you most excited about in the evolution of eClose, even beyond eNotes? You know, the traction with adoption of eClose and eNotes is super exciting. You know, as an industry, we've been talking about eClose for many, many years, uh, more years than I'd like to admit to, honestly. <laughs> The, the progress, you know, that the industry in which the industry has embraced e-close over the last couple of years has been, has been amazing to see. Um, and I, I really feel it's just the beginning. Think about it. When we get to a full e-close, there won't be a need 
for a notary to show up at your borrower's door. You know, there won't be a need to overnight documents. There won't be a need to, you know, kind of wait days on end for a, a deed to be recorded so you can fund. All of this, you know, when we automate these processes are really going to make the closing process a lot more efficient. You know, the, the pandemic, you know, I think everybody's sick about talking, sick of talking about the pandemic, but, you know, as difficult and as stressful as that has been, um, it's been, you know, a blessing in that we're now a lot more as a society, more comfortable with interacting electronically. Uh, and in many ways, it's been the kind of the kick in the pants we needed uh, to move eClose forward. So I don't know how much you can tip your hat, but what what's next in, or what can you share with us in terms of what's next in the evolution specifically of Encompass eClose? Yeah, well, you're you're right. I can't go into too much detail there. Uh, but again, you know, we're maintaining our focus with removing the friction out of the closing process and taking the next step in our journey and getting to that full eClose. So that's our goal and our focus there. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughtful insights on eNotes and Encompass eClose. I want to thank you for joining me today, Rebecca, and I look forward to continue to work with you on our ICE Mortgage Technology eClose solution. Me as well. Thanks for having me. This wraps up this episode of ICE Mortgage Technology Open House podcast series. Thanks for joining us and goodbye for now.